Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Show. I'm Andrew Frezza, joined by two of our Fit Town coaches today, Coach Amanda Jackson and Coach Austin Bettigrew. Managed to round up two of them today. And today we're gonna to be talking about the benefits of personal training versus group and which is better for you as a coach and especially your clients, which is the better in terms of their needs, their results, and what they wanna get out of their experience with you. So we really wanna talk about the, the pros and cons of each of these things and um, also talk about when you might wanna steer someone towards the opposite program. So you have a personal training client that may wanna do group or vice versa, or when you have a new client come into the gym and you're having a conversation with them, how do you know which way to direct them and do that confidently? So when you guys think of personal training versus group, actually, let's just start. What are, what are your guys' individual preferences? I posted on our Facebook group, the Rockstar Coaching Group, which you guys should join if you're not in <laughs> yet, on Facebook, Rockstar Coaching Group. Um, but basically the question was like, if you could have 24 group classes a week, 24 PT hours, or a mix, 15 and 10, or 10 and 15, which would you take and why? Well, I definitely would take the group classes. We all know. 25? No, definitely not that many. Um, but I think it was the 15 and 10 yeah. that I looked at and I was like, yeah, that's like right at home. I want more group than PT, but I want to mix it both. So it's not always the same thing. I, I did the same thing. Um, I love group and I will, I will never see myself getting out of group. I do like having one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, for a couple of reasons, like uh, we've talked about it a bunch, like financially it's a good move, but also like you can dig a little bit deeper and most people who get into coaching are nerds when it comes mm -hmm. to this kind of stuff and it's easier to nerd out in the one-on-one -on -one setting than it is the group setting. Yeah, so you guys are both like very committed, full-time career type of coaches that are very detail-oriented, that care a lot about your clients and I think it's actually more common for coaches like you guys to not be as excited about the group. So what it is about what is it about the group that you guys enjoy and like and think is still really valuable? Um, for me personally, I like the fact that I get to touch on so many people in one spot. So I might have a class of 15 people and I know that I can probably help each person with something throughout that class. So I get a shot at 15 people at once and I think that's really big. And then I think the little bit of pushing from each other, um, if done in the right way, I think is huge. Like encouraging that person, no, let's run the 250 today. Like, I think we got this. And kind of feeling that sense of accomplishment through that is huge. Yeah, and you've also come from the team setting. Yeah. So I think there's probably a big aspect there that you're able to kind of harness that or create that. Yep, exactly. It's kind of being being as a team I, um, when I took the teens class that was a huge thing we talked about was not cutting corners because we are a team and we should all be pushing each other to be better um, and not leaving anybody behind yeah I, I would almost have the exact same answer I think what group class does that uh, that you you can do in one-on-one -on -one, but it's much easier in group class is you you are the one who basically can spark the enthusiasm and fun in the class and in a one-on-one -on -one setting, it takes a lot more energy and thought to do that because it's you and one other person. And if maybe they're in not the best mood, they didn't get a lot of sleep, like it's even harder to harness that. If you do that, you bring some energy into a group class and there's like three others who are also bringing energy, it's a lot easier to get 20 people excited, um, at least in my opinion, and then it just makes the whole class really fun. 
Now, right. has there ever been a moment for you guys where you start to started to question or even resent the group setting? So I've seen with coaches here, and I think part of it is an attitude, but then part of it is you get they get exposed to certain certifications. So OPEX was a big one. We had a couple coaches that went through OPEX, and OPEX is big on individual design, and they talk about you know how important it is that a program is customized to that individual. And they do a little bit, almost bash the group setting a little bit because it isn't individualized mm -hmm. to that person. So a lot of times coaches that go through that type of path will start to come back to a group setting and be like, they start to like lose that alignment with it, you know, or uh, maybe you start to dive into sports specific training and, and start learning about power athlete or, or Active life is another good example. You start to learn about injury prevention and how much you can do in a one-on-one -on -one setting and you can start to resent the group as not allowing you to go deeper. Have you guys ever felt that or had to like reset in any way? I, I've, okay, so I've never taken a course and been like, oh, a group is dumb. I have <laughs> like had times where I'm like, maybe this particular movement isn't the best for group class, but it, you, you can't sit back and look at all the things that have happened over the past 20 years and be like, oh yeah, you can't really get the best results or you can't get results from group class. That would just be a very silly statement to say. Um, and I know that there are groups and people who believe that you, you just can't get anything from group class. And like, that's just, that's just a lie. Like, I think you can get the best results from group class because it's easier to stay committed in my opinion. Not saying the most optimal, but you can get really, really good um, results because people stay committed. They have friends that come. They have friends that push them to come back. You have coaches who are reaching out to you. Not to say that coaches wouldn't be reaching out to you in a one-on-one -on -one setting, um, but if you know that you have 20 people pushing you instead of one, it's a lot easier to stay committed. And um, in my opinion, it's just, it's just a more fun environment. And I think if you're having fun with it, you're going to stick with it. And there's nothing better than consistency in any program. So if you're able to stick with it longer, you're, you're just going to have better results in it. I, I constantly go back to that quote of, you know, the perfect program that, that nobody follows or only a few people follow is way less valuable than the mediocre problem mm -hmm. program that everyone loves and follows. And that's, you know, I think when we say mediocre program, I know the thought and detail that you guys put into the programming. It's not that, your programming's mediocre because it's you're not putting the time and attention to it. It's mediocre for that individual, mm -hmm. or I hate even using the word mediocre because it doesn't really sum it up, but it's less optimal for that individual because it's not 100% individualized to them. Yep. But even though it's less optimal because they're excited to follow it and because there's that camaraderie and energy and fun around it, 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 it is oftentimes more valuable than the individual program that would be perfect for that person. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think the hard part in group coaching or in group classes is there are people that feel that sense of embarrassment or whatever if they can't do the same skill that somebody else can. And I think that's where that little bit of detriment comes from in the sense of like, let's say for instance, toast bar, like, oh, well, my friend has toast bar, so I'm just going to try it versus let's actually build the strength that's needed for it for you so that you can actually be good at it and be injury free from it. So I think that's like the one side of group classes that can be a little bit of a, a struggle or you know a reason to resent because you're like no wait like pause button you and this person are not the same. So 
But other than that, I mean, I totally agree with Austin's, like, it, it is it is very motivating. It's very encouraging to be around people that are like-minded. And I think just to add on that one more, one more thought that I just had when I was listening to that is, it's, I think more motivating is the right word, like the, the right way to put it, because if, if I'm given a workout, let's just make it up. If it's a one rep max clean, and I'm doing a one rep max clean with 20 people, I'm gonna have 20 people probably watching me and giving me a little bit of energy and pumping me up to do it. If I'm doing a one rep max that I had Coach Joe program for me and I'm in my garage by myself, eh, like <laughs> I might hit a good lift here and there, but like it's it's gonna be a lot more challenging for me to get as pumped up. Not that all personal training happens alone. Um, you can definitely come to a gym and do that, but it's still just you and one person and that one person is basically responsible for getting you ready for that where I think that a group class it just naturally happens yeah yeah I, I see a lot of coaches who have success with PT or go through one of these um, certifications or courses that that I mentioned earlier they start to get a little bit of this like elitist view on PT versus group and start to think of it as better and what I see is that they it's like every result that they created in a one-on-one -on -one setting is because of them as a coach. And then every result that happens in a group setting is, oh, that's just by luck or by chance. Mm -hmm. And they don't really think about all the other factors that are creating this. And they don't think about what the opposite is. The, op the opposite is not, or the counter choice for that individual is not, it's not PT versus group. It's group versus the couch. Yeah. It's group versus nothing often. And a lot of times, you're you're not replacing you know this mediocre fitness program with the perfect one you're replacing nothing with something and that's where it's the best starting point for a lot of people not because it's this ideal progression for them because it's what gets them to actually stick to something yeah and i, I think i've seen that a lot in the fitness industry in general lately is like the need to prove why you're better Instead of just understanding that there's enough people in this world <laughs> that your business can be successful without like trying to take a, a hit at every other business. Like Orange Theory is great, Metabolic's great, CrossFit's great, Fit Town's great. Like they're all great. There's no reason to bash it. Like if you like doing that one, do it. It's freaking yeah. awesome. Like though like you said earlier, like if it's the program you can stay committed to, that's the one you need to do. I wanna talk about evaluating clients. All right, so I think you started to mention it a little bit, Amanda, of this person that's trying to do toes to bar because they see others. I don't know if that's the best example of what I'm thinking of, which is like, how do you, how do you see instances in a group setting that you go, you know what, I think this person probably should be doing one-on-one -on -one versus I just need to coach them better within the group. Are there things that come to mind to you that stand out of, this is when I want to have a conversation and maybe start to throw PT as an option or, or a prescription for this person? I think a lot of that comes from where are they at from an injury pain perspective? Because if they're in class and they want to do all these things, but their shoulder's hurting or this is hurting, or I think that's when they become that really good PT talk because it's, hey man, like let's get you outside. Let's figure out why you're experiencing that. Like what, you know, what tests are you not passing? You know, let's really hone in on it. and. In a group setting, let's say you have a full class of 28 and you have that hour, you can't spend your whole hour on that one person or those other 27 don't get a good experience or they don't get the best experience. And I think that's where it's like, 
when you instinctively feel that need of like this person probably could really benefit from this, I think that's when it needs to, to be that. Or that person that like has always wanted to rope climb and it's rope climb day and they just have, can't figure it out and they want it and you can see it, that's the other opportunity of like, I can definitely get you there if you're willing to, to do mm -hmm. that. I think those are the two biggest. Um, the one that also came to my mind is, uh, you had actually touched on this kind of athlete earlier, but it's the athlete who's somewhat insecure about, you know, movements or just being in the gym in general. Um, I think it just takes a, a bigger conversation from the coach. Um, they may be like, you know, walk into the gym like, yeah, I want to do group class, I want to do group class. And then as they get into a couple classes, you can just see that it's not vibing for them. Like they're like, eh. I don't really know and if you can just have that conversation be like you know you don't have to be with the group if you would rather train one-on-one if you would feel like you're getting more tension if you'd feel better by yourself and not in front of 20 other people like this is an avenue you can go down and um i know I, like i personally have three clients because of that reason yeah you guys just had a recent one mm -hmm. is there any details about that specific one that you haven't really shared yet not not really um she she started going through our normal intros that we would do to get into a class and she I think she took like uh, maybe like two or three classes and then the thing for her is um, she honestly just didn't like the clock she didn't like having an external thing that was like mm. telling her what to do essentially um, she liked it like as a coach like if I was to tell her hey do 10 push-ups like she likes that but it's like she felt weird having a timer you know Mm -hmm. essentially racing something she didn't want that to happen um and having the conversation with her it's not that she's totally against that because I, as i got into more conversation with her she's had other personal trainers like she's fine doing tabatas and i've had mm -hmm. her do amraps even with me it's i think it's the fact that it's a clock a clock the fact that she has other people and i don't think she is capable on her own to hold back a little bit and what I mean by that is like not try to chase other people mm -hmm. and she is older she's she's like 56 so um, you know there is really no reason to be racing people at 56 years old um, so there's just a lot of those like little things with her that just kind of led her to be like you know what I, I think I do like the and how did you guys catch that because I don't I don't think I ever got the true detail was that she finished a class and had a conversation with you guys you guys saw something and someone jumped on it so kind of um so she i actually coached her on a thursday which was maybe like her second or third class um i rarely get to coach beach so it's kind of just luck of the look of the draw there and then um my wife danielle works with her one-on-one -on -one with nutrition mm, okay and she had mentioned to danielle on nutrition i had hey, don't think beach fit's gonna work out i don't really like the group class mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna go back and get a personal trainer <laughs> and Danielle told me that, of course, and then I just called her. And once I called her, I had a conversation with her. She was willing to come in. Um, once she came in, I had her do like a movement assessment, kind of ask all the questions. I know Amanda had already done like a movement assessment, but I had her do some more things as well, talk about some of the previous injuries. And then, yeah, we, I mean, she decided and we decided that one-on-one -on -one is the best fit for her. And yeah, she's been, she's like eight sessions in already, so she's loving it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so common for us. So we have start everybody at our gym with our 40 days to fit. They're usually doing four to five PT sessions, then they kind of graduate to the group. And it's very common for people to go into that still being unsure yeah. and using the PT sessions as an evaluation period. And that's where we, we really want to have those conversations with people. Also coming into it, one of the most common things we hear is, I want to try a free class. Can I try a class? 
And we hear that as coaches and we oftentimes hear get defensive because mm -hmm. we have a process where they don't try a free class. They go through PTs and we're like, no, you can't do that. And you know, we're gonna set up a no sweat intro with you. And what we don't really think about is oftentimes that person's saying they wanna try a free class because it's the only thing they know how to say. Yeah. And that's what their friend told them. Hey, come try a free class with me. So literally they come up to you and say, hey, I wanna try a free class, what's your prices? Because they don't know what else to ask. It's not because they want to go and try a class and go straight to classes and pay as little as possible. It's just because they don't know your process. And if you can get on the offensive, let them know your process, oftentimes what we find is like, people are like relieved, like, great, I didn't want to try a class. I didn't want to be mm -hmm. on the spot. I didn't, I was actually kind of worried. I wouldn't know what's going on or I would be, you know, everyone would be looking at me or whatever it is. And then they're like relieved that we're telling mm -hmm. them they get to start with PT. And then we also have people that we have a 90 days to fit program that has lots of PTs up front that take it a step further and they go, yeah, I want to be all PTs to start and maybe mix in a few group classes. Yeah. I, I think, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think in that specific instance, it was a member referral for nutrition. And so the whole thought process was she was just coming here to do nutrition. And as Danielle talked to her, it was, I really want to build muscle. Mm -hmm. And like, that was kind of what sparked the whole, like beach fit would be a really good fit for that. And kind of taking her through that. And she did great and she moves well and all of that. And so in my sessions, it was never a like, Hey, I think PT is your, your route because it didn't, it felt like she was going to be mm -hmm. that great route. So I think it was like, it worked out so well in the way that it happened because Realistically, I think she's the perfect client for Austin. And so it was like, sweet. Like, not only did that work out really well, like Austin got a client from it and um, and now she's just crushing it in general. So I think that's, you know, it is it is trying to find out like, you know, it, and you don't know what you don't know, right? She didn't know that she didn't mm -hmm. want group classes until she did group classes. She didn't know she wanted PT until she realized we had PT. Like it's it's just one of those things. And if we can get better at like, understanding we know all the insight, but most people that come in just don't. I was gonna touch on something you had said a second ago about like, you know, when they come in, they say something like, can I try a free class? And I think as whoever, whoever in your gym is the person talking to those clients face to face when they first walk in, you have to understand that most of them are coming from a standpoint of fear. Like they're already scared walking in your door 99% of the time. And when they say something like, you know, can I try a free class? In my opinion, they're saying it because a free class is nothing. If they love it, they love it. If they don't love it, they're out, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's giving them an option of yes or no, and it keeps them in this like, okay, worst case scenario, I don't like it, I can leave, because they're scared. Like, it's, it's a very intimidating spot to walk into, and people can mark it up like, oh, it's not intimidating. Like, everyone was intimidated the first time they walked in and heard barbells hitting the floor, right? Like, everyone's intimidated by that, you can have less intimidating spaces, but it's still scary. And there's also the people who are just super self-conscious and they're like 10X fear of like, am I gonna look embarrassing to anyone? You know, a million things are going through their head. I wanted to give another example of the opposite scenario happening because we've kind of been working with him, which is one of my personal training clients, Anthony. Mm. He kind of did, he kind of went through the whole thing so far. He. He started, he came to me as a 40 day to fit to get into group class. He made it two sessions and realized I'm not doing this and worked with me. I think we ended up doing like 75 total 
one-on-one sessions. It was yeah. a lot. I don't remember exactly. I think it was around 75 total sessions. And then as of recently, he's gotten into a couple of group classes. Yeah. If I would have started him in group classes 75 sessions ago, I think he would have quit in two days. And I still think we're going to have to get keep pushing him to come into the door because it is still a new and scary environment for him. But I think, and as we've talked about, I think it is the best step for him because mm-hmm. he is comfortable coming to the gym now. But now it's getting outside of that comfort zone to go to the um, to go to the group class. And he stated to us that that's what he wants to do. Now it's just, can we get over the fear of actually doing it? And that's why we're we're, we're pushing him to do it, and you know, kind of holding his hand along the way. But I think those are the those are the conversations and directions you can kind of take a client. And you can just kind of ride the wave with them. I don't think you need to push them into one distinct area. Um, the only way I would say that is if it's like an injury, like Amanda's brought up, like then maybe like, you know, hey, I don't think group class is the best for you. I think we need to step out and do some one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's been a few people over the last six to 12 months that I've told, you know, I just don't think you can, you can't do group. I wouldn't have yeah. you do group. But if you want to do one-on-one with us, here here's the cost. Here's how we would approach it. Here's what we think we can improve. And don't even offer that avenue because of the injuries or mobility limitations are just too, too massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, I had a similar conversation with actually a coaching prospect of ours that we were interviewing for our, our new coaching position. And she's never coached a group class before. And I was, you know, it's hard to get someone to know if they're going to like group classes before right. they've ever coached a group class before. And I was just trying to give her our perspective on the group class and why we do feel like it's so important to just like the holistic uh, aspect of the gym in the sense of when we, we, first of all, our business, a lot of our revenue comes from group classes. But when we're talking about taking someone from the couch to their ideal program, it oftentimes the best checkpoint is through group classes, Mm -hmm. right? We already mentioned that earlier, but being fun and camaraderie and all that, that good stuff. So we have to understand that in order to get them to some of these deeper things, right? We might realize that, you know, what's holding this person up is they have this nutrition issue and this emotional block and they have this mobility limitation, but until they get just to the point where they actually see movement as beneficial to their lives and they actually look forward to exercise, not a whole lot's going to happen after that. So you have to have this, this core of group classes, that everything else kind of feeds off of. And then when you guys go to a certification, everything runs through that filter. It's not, it's not just, okay, I learned about active life. How can I best implement this with my one-on-one client? But how can I bring value to the group classes? And how can I take everything I learned in active life and build it into a holistic way of everything that we do from group to one-on-one to fundamentals to seminars to all that? Yeah. <laughs> so, I agree. I know. Um, cool. So I think we can add on, add on that. Is there anything else that you guys can think of with this topic that you want people to understand, or anything that you faced um, with it? The only thing I would touch on is um, I think we've talked about a lot of the positives of group class and PT, but I don't know if we've hit on a lot of the downsides, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think. As, we, as you can probably tell, I think we're decently biased in group class because I think we understand um, how big it can be. But there are downsides to it. And 
I think downsides can come in a bunch of different ways from it. Um, like you said, it's it's a mediocre, mediocre program for a lot of people, right? And like you said earlier, that doesn't mean we're creating like a bad product for people. It just means that not everyone's the exact same mm-hmm. and it's just not going to fit perfectly for everyone. So, you know, a lot of people say it's general fitness. You're probably going to get general results from the, from the program. Mm-hmm. Some people can go a little bit higher. Some people can go a little bit worse. Like it's just general. Um, I think that's a downside. I think the downside, obviously just in any community or any gym, there's, there's clicks that can come from, uh, group classes. And I think it comes to, to culture at that standpoint or from that point on, like, you know, is your culture strong enough to uh, defeat those? I guess I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word, but, um, you know, shut those down before they take over the gym because they can do that really quick. Um, and honestly, I think the, the biggest thing and the thing that Amanda hit on a couple times is because the program is general and because not everyone is the same, you know, small nicks and bangs and things like you could have a person who does nothing but drink Saturday and Sunday and then come into Monday and crush Mm -hmm. themselves. You could have someone that eats perfectly Saturday, Sunday comes into Monday and is feeling awesome when they leave the gym and you just don't know. But if you were to take that same, those same two people and put them into a one-on-one setting, you can easily edit and change the workout for that person. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, that's the biggest downside to group class is we can we can change we can modify we can make it individualized but there's no group class that's going to be perfect at it and i think that's the biggest thing and i i don't believe individual coaching can do that 100 percent either i think you're still going to have people who are going to lie and um they're like oh i didn't i ate my food perfectly this weekend i didn't drink at all and you can like smell the whiskey on their breath <laughs> in the morning it's like oh okay john um I still don't think the one-on-one can do that perfectly. I think they have a better opportunity to do it because the, the communication is just between one person. Um, but yeah, I, besides that, like in my opinion, there's not too much difference in you know, the negatives. I was gonna say to touch on, on a little bit of that, um, it's never bad to do both. So like, hey, if this person really wants to do group class and we really think they're a good PT, Maybe it looks like you know something that's more structured, which I know mm-hmm. a lot of our coaches have been doing of, hey, we have PT two times a week, but this class is perfect for what we're dealing with. Go into group class that day. Um, and kind of giving that like, hey, you don't have to do all PT, you don't have to do all group class, but maybe we can merge it in a way that it's beneficial for that person on both ends. Yeah, you can get the best of both worlds yeah. with that. Yeah, I was gonna say, I love that because I have uh, a client who is like an avid golfer who, um, I train with him three times a week and he does beach fit three times a week. And honestly for him, like he is just a, a he just go, go, go all the time. And I think it's perfect. Um, he comes to me for more like specific things and then goes to beach fit because it's general. He loves that. He loves like one day doing a bike and then running and one day doing kettlebell swings and ski. Like mm-hmm. he loves the generality of it. And he comes to me because he also knows that because of his goals, he needs to be semi-specific on things. I think that, to touch on what you did, I think that's an awesome way to go. Um, really, the only downside of that is just financials for some people, which I, I totally understand. But, I mean, if certain things in your life matter that much, like, like honestly, for him, golf is that important and you can afford to do it, like, that's awesome. Yeah. I think what I'll wrap up with here is I think we as a gym are still barely scratching the surface in terms of what we do in a one-on-one setting. I think we 
continue to do a great job with the group. And we've had more and more people that as our culture has shifted and people see more coaches and athletes doing one-on-one, they want to do one-on-one as well. And I would just encourage coaches to realize that you're just scratching the surface and be relentless in your group classes to try to solve one-on-one issues, right? And don't try to do it then and there on the spot. You can do normal coaching on the spot, but have the conversations Mm -hmm. and question and be curious. Because like you said, it could be as simple and as small as the athlete that did they have a good weekend or a bad weekend, and that could change how you approach it. Or it could be, you know, goals have shifted or there's just something you haven't discovered about that athlete. They're starting to hate group classes. They're starting to resent it. And Mm -hmm. that's never come up before. And I think if you can constantly look at it, if this was my one-on-one client, what questions would I want to ask them and know about them mm-hmm. to today for today to perfect this session and make sure we're on track to their goals? That's the infinite game. You know, if you have 10 people like that, good luck trying to have 10 of those conversations. And I'm not saying that as a bad way, I'm saying that as a good thing. Like don't get complacent in your classes. There's so many opportunities to see what's being unsaid by your athletes and how you can help them on a deeper, deeper level. Yeah. yeah, always be curious. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Hopefully you found this helpful. We will see you on the next one.